Welcome to Corporate to Conscious, the podcast, where we are your seasoned guides with over 30 years of combined corporate experience. Personally navigate the journey from burnout to balance. We're not just experts, we've lived it. Whether you're a newbie or a seasoned pro, join our intimate community. We unravel the nervous system, climb the corporate ladder, tackle burnout together, and discuss the outdated social norms that influence our work environment. This isn't just about bridging old and new, it's about living it. This is Corporate to Conscious Podcast, where experience meets compassion and work meets wisdom. Okay, so this is episode one of Corporate to Conscious. And this has been kind of a long time coming for us, the reality. We've been talking about doing this for about a year, um, and we're finally doing it. So I'm really excited. So um, I'm Brooksy Botari, and this is my co-host and co-founder. At Eddie said you. Hi, everyone. I am so stoked to finally have the opportunity to actually talk about some of the things that we've been dying to discuss together um, over a year. It's been a full year. Yeah. So... We, we landed on the name Corporate to Conscious because we feel like this is a really big jump that we have taken, a leap for ourselves, is getting from that space where we were really in that kind of corporate mindset and understanding as we've gone through COVID and as we've gone through the last few years, how our consciousness about what work is and the, the effect and the impact that it's had on our lives has really shifted a lot. Would you agree with that? 100%. Not only just... COVID itself, but I think just having the awareness of just having alone time away from everyone else during COVID time period allowed us to kind of self-reflect. But then after that is going back into the workforce full throttle. It's definitely been a huge shock for all of us. How do you go back to that normalcy? Well, so what was interesting to me about COVID is that break that you get with work ended. Like when I, prior to COVID, you drove to your office, you sat there for X number of hours, you went home and that was it. You might get an email or two, but it was just not, there was no expectation connected to that. But with COVID, I felt like I was working more than I had ever worked in my entire life during a time when nothing was even open for us to do. Like, how did it feel for you? 100%. The days began to blur, the hours just all began to extend itself and bleed over into my personal work. It got to the point where... I was waking up earlier just to get more work done. And then I was working through my lunches and breaks because I was home and it became so normal being home. And then it became a a thing about productivity now, like making sure that I was on top of it because I was home. And then that guilt kind of started creeping in. Like, am I being watched? Are they watching? And I know gross. And I feel (laughs) like they they were though. (laughs) They They low-key were were watching us. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about our background. While we are part of the workforce, we also have some credentials that give us the ability to have this conversation. So we really wanted to start this podcast because we have credentials and backgrounds that really help us to understand what burnout is, how to work through burnout. Um, So I'll just tell a little bit about my background. So my name is Brooksy Boltari, like I mentioned before. Um, I'm a licensed counselor. I do that on the side a little bit, Um, but I've been in the corporate spectrum for the last 20 years. And I have worked in, I was in the army, which is burnout central. 
Um, I have been in community mental health, which has a lot of burnout connected to it. And there was a point where I actually was feeling like if I don't do something, if I don't figure out how to fix this burnout, this anxiety that I'm constantly feeling, I am not going to be able to do my job anymore. When I was working in community mental health, I was having panic attacks like every single day because of the exposure that I was having to trauma that was just like all the trauma that I had had growing up was starting to like leak out for me. So I really dug into compassion fatigue and understanding what that looked like and being able to work myself through that. So I train people in compassion fatigue now, but the reason that I even went into that is because I needed to save myself. Um, so, and I've worked for various organizations, veteran organizations, I've worked in sexual trauma. That's a big, um, like proficiency that I have. Um, so tell me a little bit about what your background is in. Yeah, so I've actually worked in different levels of management. I've done business consulting, and I'm actually currently in a role right now where I'm working for a corporation in the in the actual medical health facility. Um, and so I've been able to see different levels of management from being, you know, all hands on deck um, to upper management and how some of the decisions are made and how people are being managed. So I've been in the key role playing as far as the development of a department. I've also been part of developing an actual training DLPs and also the infrastructure of departments. I've also worked as a project manager myself as well. Um, so I have a little bit of a background in different areas of corporate environments. And I have been able to see different ways that different companies have successfully um, avoided corporate burnout. And then I've also seen how a lot of corporations with multi-million dollar budgets completely disregard their employee burnout. Um, So that's a little bit about what I know and what the experience that I bring to the table. Yeah. So I I feel like we have experienced, we've seen so much, right? Like that's what it feels like to me. Um, And, and you're also a first generation immigrant. So that's been an experience that you've had to really work through. Um, And, and so tell me about what that's felt like in terms of being in corporate world with, with that sort of experience that you grew up with. Yeah. So it was definitely very, um, you trying to, in my personal experience, it's been a lot of me trying to simulate also how to make myself stand out without blending in too much um, and let's also not forget the fact that the corporate world is ran by the brotherhood. So I am a woman minority, you know, with a very Hispanic name, Areli. Um, and it's, it's very difficult in corporate environments. The companies I've worked for, they are all over the U.S. And there's some of them that are all over the world. But the ones primarily in the U.S., it was very difficult trying to get myself known or build a repertoire for myself just by simply introducing myself, that was even hard in itself. Well, we've talked about that with your name, like, and, and I think that what you've had to do is you've had to accommodate everyone around you so that they would be comfortable trying to say your name. And that's probably felt very like, um, make it almost would feel like you were invisible. Oh, 100%. And there's been so many different things that have brought a lot of uh, different perspective to the way that I handle certain corporate situations 
just based off of the fact that I will, that I wasn't an immigrant for a very long time. So I was very scared as to how I would handle um, certain situations diplomatically or indiplomatically with work because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to rock the boat too much. Um, and so, I'm, uh-huh. so like correcting somebody if they were missed, like saying your name, mispronouncing your name, you probably avoided that because it felt like you were trying to confront somebody. Well, it was that, but it was also, I started realizing that certain people, that was a way of being disrespectful to your upper superiors if by correcting them. So it was a lot, learning a lot of the uh, nuances and little um, hidden, um, I guess you can call them social norms, the hidden social norms within the corporate world and what is considered, you know, you being uh, too abrasive or um, being interrupting or taking away the spotlight from your employer or your boss in this particular case. So it's learning that balance. And that's something that I learned how to definitely like not overstep my boundaries in the right time, especially when they're introducing me in a meeting. You know, that was a fear factor for me. So where are you at with that now? Like, what do you have? Have you, are you still, do, do you still like have moments when you're like, oh no, I can't, I can't correct them. That's got to be a hard one to let go of. <laughs> Still working through it. I mean, I went through like a whole good two years of my career. I switched my name over to Lee just because I was trying to avoid. When I met you, you you introduced yourself as Lee, and I just thought it was some dude because you were on a Zoom call with me, and it was some dude named Lee. <laughs> then I saw you pop up, and I was like, "Oh wait, okay, weird." Um, especially the way you spelled it. It was like spelled it because I had a friend in college with L-E-I-G-H, but you spelled it L-E-E. Um, but yeah, it was. And then I, I heard your actual name. And then I, the person that told me your name was mispronouncing it as well. So I was for a while. I mean, it's it's crazy, the, the levels of, and layers of that for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's been really, you know, I've taken a lot of pride in holding ownership of a rainy and the enunciation of it. And, you know, I've done a lot of growth with that. Um, so now I no longer allow people to call me Lee. I go by Arani. And if you can't roll the R, it is okay. As long as you made an effort, I am fully aware and grateful for it. <laughs> but um, I mean, when we think about like the corporate world, um, there's so many diverse people within the workforce. And when when we think about just something like a name, it's so important to understand that people want to be called the right name and to have to give that up because you're wanting to get by in the corporate world is like kind of ick factor for me. It's beyond ick. It's honestly uncomfortable. It's like, what the heck? Why can't I be called by my name? (laughs) Or why do I have to, you know, I went that whole year that I decided to change my name was just because it was just easier than me sitting there in a corporate meeting with like, you know, directors and um, you know, project managers and engineers and then, you know, saying, oh yeah, by the way, this is a project manager, Araceli. And I'm like, is there another project manager involved? <laughs> that ain't my that's not me. That's definitely not me. And so it, it was interesting. It's been fun, but it's also been kind of interesting watching myself develop the, you know, the, the maturity and the personal strength to be able to correct someone and say, Hey, you know, that's not how you say it. Or, you know, or, or in some cases I've, you know, gotten to the point where I'm like, well, maybe it's not worth me explaining it to you. So therefore I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah. So it does come down to that. So, um, so 
let's talk about what our hopes are for this podcast, because I think that um, we have a lot of ideas, but we also want people who are listening to kind of contribute to our conversation because we're all in this together. And I think what's been really um, helpful is when you meet people that get what we're going through. And I think like we talked about COVID at the beginning, I think if we've learned anything through COVID, it's that we're all struggling together. And this is a common theme. And there are not a lot of people that have been unscathed professionally by this experience. So what are your hopes for where we're going with this? Like, what what do you want to get out of this experience for you and for our listeners? Well, there's for mostly for myself and for our listeners, I want us to, all of us to start addressing some of the major changes that we are looking to achieve together. Um, I think it's very it happens way too often that we get stuck with like the looking at only the problems and not looking for solutions. And I feel like we have to change a lot of the paradigms that are in place right now with the workforce and the way that we make those changes is if we all work together and the way that I'm thinking of it is like, okay, if we're all collaborating if we're all seeing the same issues, let's talk about those issues, bring awareness to them, but then let's also look for different ways to solve them. Um, if we, you know, one mind is great, two minds is great, but if we all start pitching in different ideas and collaborating different concepts together and bringing again, awareness to these concepts, then we can really create change from the bottom up because you guys have to also keep in mind that the current management that's in place right now is the older generation. And guess what? That means that the next people are in line to take the, the roles of leadership and those roles of leadership have to be influenced by people that have different thought process than what's already been established. And that is my hope is that we can break a lot of the old traditional ways of doing things that don't work for us anymore. It hasn't worked for us. You know, we're going to a place where we're really aware of our mental health, our spiritual health and our physical body. And what's been, we've been doing for the last, you know, thousands of years isn't working for us anymore. So it's time for us to work together and figure this out together. And that's, that's kind of my goal is get everyone on board to bring awareness to a lot of the major issues that are happening in the workplace and to find solutions as a whole to keep ourselves sane along the process, but also make a bigger change in the, in, in the world that we want to see in the future. And what I think is hard for change <laughs> is that when when people come in to, to make change, the ones who are holding those old systems in place get really like they dig their heels in, in a way that's like, can feel scary to kind of push everybody back. Um, like, did you hear about the the Harvard president that got fired because she was accused of plagiarism? It was a black woman and she just got fired. The man who ran the investigation, his wife plagiarized her way through her PhD program. Well, no. <laughs> and she's a white woman and her husband is white. And so this is just for me, a really small example of this system in place. So we can all say, because Harvard's like, wow, amazing. We have this black woman president for the first time in our history, but the standard that she was held to is one that doesn't apply to some people. And I just think that as we're thinking about making changes, we have to understand that this is a slow 
methodical process. And I am a, like a barn burner by personality. And I tend to push too hard and I tend to challenge people too strongly. And I've had to learn in my life to stop um, because you, I mean, that, that stupid expression, you attract flies with honey um, instead of vinegar is true. Um, unfortunately, because I love some vinegar. Um, so I think it's strategy. We've talked about this before. It's like, how are you going to be the most strategical, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, and that's hard for me because I can, I tend to be able to see what needs to change. And I want people to get from point A to point B with like a straight line. Like we see it go and it doesn't work that way. And well, no, it doesn't. And think about it also just like us, it's just as human beings. Like I think we had this conversation, you know, I just, just getting in the habit of putting on a new hand lotion. Mm-hmm. I put it right next to the hand wash so that after I'm done washing my hands and drying it, put the other lotion two weeks in, I still haven't been able to do it for two weeks straight. <laughs> so that goes to tell you like it, those conscious uh, choices. Sometimes we're so we're operating off of our belief system, our patterns that even though we understand, Hey, this is a better option. Sometimes it's hard for us to just make those better choices for ourselves. So it does take time and building awareness and repetition Mm -hmm. and also understanding of awareness. I think that was the biggest thing that we also talked about in the past together. It's understanding the, the changes that we want to make if they want to, if we want them to occur, the first step is just making someone else aware of that perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's getting people to get your perspective, I think is one of the biggest challenges like ever. Because people are so fixed into their belief about things and it becomes their entire identity. So how am I going to get somebody to change their entire identity? And it's not political. We're not choosing sides. This is not about Democrat, Republican. It's not about liberal versus conservative. It's about we are all doing this together. And it really has to be that mentality because in the workforce, we rely on each other. It's a group setting. Even if your work is independent. Yes. Even if your work is independent, it's still a group effort. And I think if we can get to the point of understanding that we all have a common ground, then that's when change will happen. And we need to stop picking sides. And just be willing to understand or actually just not even understand, just be willing to see that other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was one of the things we've talked about is that me and you are completely opposites on pretty much a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things, the way that we carry, even though we're into a lot of the same things, our perspectives and the way that we perceive things is completely different. Yeah. But we've found common ground and I think that's what's beautiful about it. Yes. All right, so we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. We wanted to just kind of introduce ourselves. Um, and we want to direct you guys to our website, consciouscorporations.org. And on that website, we have a contact form and we want you to talk to us. It literally says at the top, talk to us, because we would like you to go in there and give us some ideas of things that you're dealing with at work, challenges that you're having, struggles that you're having, and be able to talk to us so that we can come on this podcast and we can start having dialogue and discussions about what we're all dealing with. Because if we don't know 
what you guys are struggling with, then we can't do this together. This is just the two of us talking and we can, we are limited to our own experiences. Now, granted, we've got a lot of them, but we also want to be able to talk to your experiences and maybe answer some questions and maybe talk about some struggles that you're having. And that website and that, that talk to us section is going to be really important um, for us to understand where you're at and so that we can start working through things together. Um, so we are going to go ahead and wrap for today. And we would love for you to join us next time when we are going to talk about our next topic. All right, guys. And we hope that you guys did really do go to that part of the website. Check that out. Um, again, guys, change happens when we all work together. And this is just the beginning stages. So please make sure you guys join the movement.